Okay, if you'd like to open your Bibles to Genesis chapter 6, and I'll be reading from verse 9 through to the end of the chapter. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation. Noah walked with God. And Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham and Japheth. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight, and the earth was filled with violence. And God saw the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way to the earth. And God said to Noah, I have determined to make an end of all flesh, for the earth is filled with violence through them. Behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and out with pitch. This is how you are to make it. The length of the ark, 300 cubits, its breadth, 50 cubits, and its height, 30 cubits. Make a roof for the ark and finish it to a cubit above and set the door of the ark in its side. (coughs) Excuse me. Make it lower, second and third decks. For behold, I will bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh, in which is the breadth of life under heaven. Everything that is on the earth shall die. But I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall come into the ark, you, your sons, your wives, and your sons' wives with you. And of every living thing of all flesh, you shall bring two of every sort of into the ark to keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female. Of the birds according to their kinds, and the animals according to their kinds, of every creeping thing of the ground according to its kind, Two of every short shall, sort shall come into you to keep them alive. Also take with you every sort of food that is eaten and store it up. It shall serve as food for you and for them. Noah did this. He did all that God commanded him. This is an interesting story, a story of sorrow and loss, a story of disappointment, but also a story of rescue. This is a prophetic story and we're part of, we're part of this prophetic story and as a result, this story will be repeated soon. The setting of the flood was 1,656 years after creation. The people of the earth have become extremely godless and as a result of disappointment with mankind, God decided to destroy the earth and everything in it. What a sad day this must have been for God. Revelation, the book of Revelation, prophesies that the earth will be destroyed again. Noah received instructions, etc. We've read them out. And he set about building the ark, warning people and gathering animals for the preservation of mortal beings. 
The thing that we see here is obedience. God gave Noah a mission and carried it out successfully. <coughs> and he carried it out successfully. Where are we with this concept of obedience? I'm reminded here of the parable of the talents. If you're faithful with a little, then you'll be given more. <coughs> this would have been Noah's experience. But is this your experience as well? Jeremiah prophesied that God had a plan for his chosen people. Well, folks, how are you going with that? Have you been faithful with a small amount of responsibility? If you have, then God will give you a mission of greater responsibility. This is how we build a good history with God. Today I want to look at some key areas of Christianity. I want to look firstly at God's wrath. <coughs> God's wrath. I want to look at Christ is the way. I want to talk about the invitation to salvation and also God's provision for salvation. I want to touch on security, talk about baptism, atonement, resurrection and the ascension of Christ. I want to look at these areas from the perspective of Noah's Ark or the Noah's Ark story. This whole story about Noah's Ark is a scriptural type. A type is something that occurred like a prophetic action that will foreshadow something else that will come later in the future. So what exactly does the story of Noah foreshadow? <coughs> Excuse me. Let's begin with God's wrath. God is not happy with sin, nor is he happy with the state of sin. And the scriptures prophesy that God's anger burns towards those who continually and deliberately commit sin. His grace has certainly been extended to mankind, but if you reject Christ, then you will be subject to God's wrath. Those people who were outside of the ark had to bear the full force of the flood because they rejected God's invitation. God's wrath was poured out on them in full measure because they were not inside the ark. So it will be all who are not in Christ. When the judgment of God falls on them, they also will be subject to God's wrath. Folks, don't joke around with aspects of sin. Don't joke around with aspects of sin. She won't be right. Quite often Australians say, oh, she'll be right. I'll tell you what, folks. You joke around with aspects of sin, she won't be right. She won't be right. <coughs> Christ is the way to salvation. There are so many religions and cults around these days. They offer peace, enlightenment, reincarnation, tranquility, etc., the scriptures are clear the only way to receive salvation, folks, is through the Lord Jesus Christ. The ark shows that Christ is the only way 
to enter salvation. The ark only had one door. Noah and his family, as well as all the animals, had to enter the ark through that single door. And Christ's words in John 14:6 says, No man comes to the Father by me. Also Christ said in, 10, in John 10:9 that I am the door. By me, if any man enters, he shall be saved. See the similarity? Let's look at the invitation to salvation. Matthew 11:28 says, Come unto me, and I will give you rest. And the Lord said unto Noah, Come, Noah, and all your house into the ark. It's Genesis 7, 1. This is the first time the word came. Sorry, this is the first time the word come is found in the Bible. This is an invitation. If God said go, it would have been implied that God was telling Noah to depart from him. Come shows that the Lord would be represented and would be present with him in the ark. This pictures what Jesus says in the Gospels. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. It's an invitation, folks. Take that invitation that Jesus gives. Let's look at the provision for salvation. The Bible is clear as to where we will spend our eternal rest. We are on our way to heaven, folks. The place that God has provided for all of those who receive salvation. The ark was also God's provision for salvation. Sorry, the ark was also God's provision for the salvation of Noah and his family. Just as, well, this is a prophetic utterance. Christ is God's provision for salvation of sinners and has been in the mind of God, folks, from the beginning of the world. Let's look at security. 1 Peter 1.5 says that once we have entered into Christ, we're kept by the power of God. This verse offers us the security that Christ has for believers. The security that has us and doesn't want to let us go. And talking about security, once Noah was in the ark, God himself shut him in and kept him secure. What a wonderful thought this is. This shows and displays the caring nature of God. <coughs> Baptism. <coughs> Baptism. As believers go through the waters of baptism, through Christ, the waters carry away or drown out our sin. Then we are raised up out of the water to begin a new life with Christ. The waters of the flood drowned out the sin of the world, yet they also carried Noah and his family to salvation and allowed them to begin a new life. Let's talk about atonement. The atonement was made by the blood of Christ, which provides a covering for sin, or a covering of sin. Sin must be covered by the blood of Christ. Romans 4, 7 says, Blessed are those 
or blessed are they whose sin, sins are covered. Pitch was used to seal or cover the ark. The word pitched translated is translated from the Hebrew word kapha, K-A-P-H-A-R, kapha. And kapha means, in the Hebrew it means to cover. So kapha is translated, folks, 70 times in the King James Bible as to make atonement. The simple meaning of kapha is to cover. And when you come to Christ, your sins are covered by Christ's blood. As the ark of Noah was covered with pitch, as the pitch kept the waters out that carried the sin, so also Christ's blood keeps out from us the sin of the world. How about that, folks? Isn't that interesting? I find it fascinating. Resurrection and Ascension of Christ After Christ's resurrection, he ascended to heaven, the final resting place seated at the right hand of the Father. Yeah? Yeah, the Bible says so. Okay. The final resting place of the ark was on the, the mountain top, on the top of Mount Ararat, a place above. This also shows us that where the Lord Jesus is now seated at the right hand of God the Father is a place above let me wrap it up let me conclude folks although this story is an Old Testament story it has a prophetic meaning for us today we can see the parallels between the story of Noah and the story of salvation through the Gospels this means that the prophetic message of salvation, folks, has always been in God's heart. The prophetic message of salvation has always been in God's heart. We can make a distinction of the scriptures, like dividing the scriptures in two parts. You've got Genesis 1 to 3, which talks about the beginning, the creation, and the fall. And then you've got from Genesis 4 to the end of Revelation, which is the story of restoration of the man-God relationship. You see, the prophetic message of salvation has always been in God's heart the ark has room rooms the ark has rooms for the animals Jesus said that his house has many rooms the ark was made of wood so was the cross because God saved him Noah remained alive Jesus gives us eternal life So my appeal to you this morning 
is the same appeal that God gave Noah. <coughs> Come into the ark. Come into salvation. Come into the salvation that Christ provides. Accept this prophetic message and come to Jesus Christ because this prophetic message involves you right back in the time of Noah this was a type of salvation this was a like a prophetic message for the future people of this earth your sin will be covered by Jesus blood and Jesus will preserve you from the judgment the judgment of God Christ has a lot of blessings to shower upon you he wants to change you folks into his likeness it's a good thing why would you not want to receive the very best that the creator of the universe has for you allow the prophetic revelation of the word to invade your very heart and life today I hope and pray you've been blessed by this message today I trust that it has impacted your heart and your life I trust that it's given you some things to think about yes it is an interesting parallel but it goes further than just being an interesting story this message if you take it to your heart, if you're not saved today, consider this message. Take Jesus into your life. Accept him as your saviour. Allow his blood to wash over the sin of your life and that you can be made new again. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we give you this day. We thank you and we just praise you for this message today we pray and ask Lord that it will be a message that will affect our future a message that will affect our eternal future and we pray and ask Lord that as from today onwards that we will heed the message of the scriptures that we will take the scriptures we will take the Bible seriously and that your touch upon our life, Lord, will be strong and purposeful and powerful. And we will be on a mission for God to share the good news of the gospel in whatever part of the world we are living in or whatever part of the world we are sent to. So we give you all the praise and all the glory today in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. I want to thank you folks for joining us today and I'm going to invite Helen to come and just to be with me as we close off together alright wow a message <coughs> pastor you know as you were talking something came to my mind yeah Noah was building the ark yeah and I was comparing it with the Titanic. Oh, really? So Noah was instructed by God to yeah. build the ark. Yeah. But uh, the engineers built the 
ship. Mm. The waters came in the times of Noah, and the ark was st strong. Everything else was carried away. Mm. But Titanic sank. Mm. And I was asking myself, does that mean that Noah was more qualified engineer than the ones who built the Titanic? Well, it's, well an, it's an interesting thought. It's an interesting thought. But I'd like us to read uh, Hebrews chapter 4. Chapter 3, verse 4. It says, For every house has a builder. Every house has a builder. But the builder of all things is God. Amen. So let us allow God to build our life, our families, our marriages, our churches, our businesses, our careers. And we love the best safety in Christ. Amen. Thank you, Helen. That's a good word. <laughs> It's a good summary a to a bit. message. <laughs> All right. Well, so, you say goodbye. It's been we'll... great having you in our service today. And uh, may the Lord bless you and be with you all. Hopefully on Sunday we shall be together in church and be blessed together. Sorry to those who watched earlier on. We got lost somewhere. Please share this and let people get to hear the word of God. And with that, I would like to say shalom, shalom, shalom. May the Lord be with you. And bless you all. Amen and amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast by Wattle City Church. If you Google Wattle City Church, you'll find us on Anchor, Spotify, Facebook, YouTube, and a whole bunch of other platforms. Feel free to listen. We pray that you'll be encouraged by this message and by other messages that you listen to. We praise God. And we pray blessings upon you in Jesus' name. Amen.